0: this is like a version of a climax of this movie and i'm giggling like i shouldn't be giggling about yeah, you want to be laughing while you're on.
1: climaxing like yeah. having sex no. Like, no you don't want to be doing it. you want to be engrossed you want to be feeling good just like this movie you only pulled out of that come, come on <laughs>
0: thank you so much for my intro Matt. <laughs> Welcome to the What's Ready podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Matt and Better red than dead. Alec Burgess. Let's get it. And our returning special guest host, Dalton W. Bieber. It will get better before it gets worse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just sticking with it this time. He's good. It was such, such the fortunate mistake. It just works so well <laughs> for this podcast. I love it. Um, as always, we appreciate everyone helping the grow podcast by hit that follow or subscribe button, tell a friend about us, go check out our website, whattiverdic.com, where you can listen to all of our episodes, you can sign up for our newsletter, get exclusive content and updates, pick up some sweet, sweet merch and interact with us. Question we always ask is if you ever find yourself wondering if you should spend the time, money, or both on a movie, tell about that question. Each week we put a movie on trial, discuss the facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. Today, we are reviewing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. It was released May 6, 2022. It was written by Michael Waldron. It was directed by Sam Raimi. It stars Benedict Cumberbatch, Elizabeth Olsen, Benedict Wong, Xochitl Gomez, and Rachel McAdams. To restore a world where everything is changing, Strange seeks help from his ally Wong, the Sorcerer Supreme, and the Avengers' most powerful members Scarlet Witch Wanda. But a terrible threat looms over humanity and entire universe that no longer can be stopped by their power alone jeez i could keep going that that intro is even longer as far as like but it's, i don't because then it doesn't make sense if you've seen the movie so no i'm just gonna stop there but if you haven't seen this movie and you want to avoid spoilers now's the time to pause the podcast go pick up uh, watch a movie or at least go watch our spoiler free review on youtube to see if you want to watch the movie the link for that's in our show they're notes. they're gonna watch it it's i know. marvel it's, it's like mar- are you
1: gonna go <laughs> trick-or-treating on halloween of course you are free candy <laughs> Well, and that's you
0: why we see a Marvel movie. Yes. Yeah. Free candy. That, that's that's why we release these episodes 10 days later. Cause we just we want to make sure everybody's seen it, but, and we know you will, but if you have it for some reason and you want to avoid spoilers, you should probably pause now. Cause we are about to spoil the shit out of this thing. So we actually have quite a bit to talk about it. Lots of topics yeah. came to me on this mm-hmm. one. So I was, I was impressed and excited and let's kick it off and kind of what, Triggers this whole thing. So the dark hold. Somebody want to know what is that thing and where does it come yeah. from? <laughs> yeah. What, what is the, the dark hold?
2: Like, how does it just come out of nowhere and all of a sudden it's like the biggest cheat code in the multiverse to power? <laughs> yeah.
1: Why didn't Thanos go for the gullet? Yeah. That's where I would have gone. We would have just been
0: screwed. Well, the problem is, is, especially if one's just going to take you there well, like, <laughs> straight up. Yeah. The problem is, is the Darkhold wouldn't have helped Thanos. He's not a magic user. So oh. it doesn't do well, much. He's got
2: magic users on his squad. Wow. Yes. Uh, one. one skinny
0: alien. dude. Yeah, his buddy. <laughs> but then he would have turned on him, Alec, and just killed him. Exactly. I was going to say the problem is, and what people don't recognize with Thanos a lot, is he's not just this idiot that just rains down destruction He's actually very smart and he's done his research about what he needs to do things the right way because the Darkhold corrupts anyone that uses it. We see that in this movie. And it doesn't come out of nowhere technically. If you've watched, and this, again, I talked about this in the spoiler for you. This is the problem with this movie is if you haven't seen WandaVision, this movie skips a lot of things for you. Like, you're like, how the hell did we get here? Because the Darkhold is introduced in the Marvel cinematic universe in this show near the end with Agatha Harkness and, and Wanda Agatha has it and Wanda takes it at the end. And then it shows the cut scene at the end where she's reading it actively trying to figure some things out. So the dark is a corruptive device. Now we did see it technically outside the MCU, technically kind of in the MCU with agents of shield. It was also in there for like a whole season, and it introduced the whole corruption of whoever reads it type thing. They do kind of a change the universe storyline in that. Not a great show overall, so neither here nor there, but it did introduce the the concept of the Darkhold. And the Darkhold is a book of spells that's created by a demon named C'thon, who in the comics, and I don't want to get too far into this because Wanda comes up in one of our topics later, but Cathan in the comics when... Wanda and Pietro, her brother, her twin were born to Magneto. He infused her with her witchy power and the level at the level that she has it. So Kathan is the reason that she's has the ability to be as powerful as she is. And that's who that temple at the end of this movie, when they go up to that mountain temple, that's who that built that temple that's who wrote the Darkhold is, is that demon K'Than. And those little, those big ass monsters that were there that were kind of worshiping her for lack of a better term at the end is they look similar to what K'Than looked like in the comics. Like they have a similar face. So, and then it's just another tie to some of the darker characters. So like Ghost Rider is constantly fighting with K'Than in the comics. So. Catan's kind of a he's kind of a dick, to be honest. But that's where the Dark hold comes from and why it's so okay. powerful.
2: That makes sense. I never watched Agents of Shield and I yeah. only made it about yeah. halfway through WandaVision. Watches
0: <laughs> Agents of Shield. You know, <laughs> fuck Don't all you guys. AJP. I <laughs> I did, because I'm starved for nerd. Well, I used to be starved for nerd content when that came out. So Cause I hit before the Marvel universe really took off. So it was like shortly after Avengers. So it just had launched into something crazy, but yeah, so that's the dark It's a giant MacGuffin, just like even in the comics, it's the, and they call it in the movie, the book of Ashanti in the comics. It's the book of the Ashanti. Cause the Ashanti is a group of magic users that fight against like the dark side, like the dark hold people, like the demons and things like that. So there's three of them, the Ashanti, one of which is the original Sorcerer Supreme. The other is the, I believe if I remember right, the other is one of the Minotaur dude at at uh, Kamartaj. He's one of, in the comics, the Ashanti, which obviously he's not in this, and they kind of changed the Ashanti. But the Book of Ashanti is the mirror version of the Darkhold. In the it was really easy to burn. And get rid of. Yeah, yeah. Right. Both of them were very easy to destroy. They just come with consequences usually. And the Book of Ashanti, they didn't really have a consequence to. But the Darkhold, you saw that it killed the girl that broke it. So, because that's you can destroy it, but it will destroy whoever destroys it. So unless you're Wanda, get a free pass if you're a main character. Well, that's that's why the Book of Ashanti didn't come with consequence. And the, I believe if I remember right, the consequence for destroying the book of Ashanti and the comics is you lose your magic, period. But that could have solved everybody's problem right there. Right. But we can't have all powerful MacGuffins. That doesn't work. <laughs> Movie ending MacGuffins are kind of a terrible thing. Um, but speaking of destroying the Darkhold and the woman that saved Benedict Wong from having to do it. Man, I love that guy. He's killing it in this movie, just like he does in every movie. He's only in movies usually for like a few minutes. A minute, yeah. But when he's in them, dude, the guy just takes the show over. I love Benedict Wong. Yeah, he's got the best
2: contract in Marvel, I swear. (laughs) Show up for like 35 seconds, that's it. He's probably got like two days on set and then he's gone. Yeah. But I really enjoyed that this one gave him like more of a a role and kind of let him take a lot more
0: responsibility and spotlight. That was really cool to see him in action. Yeah. He did survive quite the cliff fall (laughs) on a very precarious cliff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Lucky duck. Yeah. So one thing about this movie that did kind of get me too, and I think you're the one that brought this up, but this Dr. Strange common trait across the multiverse of Mm -hmm. this poor bastard chasing Christine Mm -hmm. But never really never, gets her. Like, <laughs> that's the worst.
1: What's your theory on that, Dalton? Why, why couldn't he get the girl? Well, have you guys ever watched uh, the What If
3: series? Did you guys watch that at all? Yeah. The big thing in there was Dr. Strange. His Christine actually dies, but that was the null point that made him Dr. Strange. So I think it's just in every multiverse, that's just that null point that he can never have Christine in order for him to be Dr. Strange. Mm -hmm. And the multiverse needs him to be Dr. Strange. So that's my theory on it. Kind of just stemming from the what if and kind of seeing this movie,
2: like how none of the Dr. Stranges have theirs and how they always want her, but they never can. I don't know. It looked like if he wasn't Mm -hmm. Dr. Strange, all the universes would be a lot (laughs) fucking better off. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) It's kind of a double-edged sword, though, Mm because to Dalton's point, like, think about what would happen even. okay, so let's say he became Dr. Strange and then got Christine. Christine has a tendency. Well, let's say not Christine, but good women have a tendency to ground us dumbass men. So a grounded Dr. Strange becomes far less dangerous in theory. Right. Because the reason he does all this shit is he doesn't give a shit because. He doesn't have what he wants. He doesn't have what he needs. He just, and to get it, like in the What If series, and then when we see Sinister Strange in this one, he does everything that he can, including destroying universes to get Christine, still doesn't work out. So it's like one or the other. He either becomes like Artist Strange, where he's a little bit miserable, but he tries to do the right things, or you get fucking just dumbass shit where he pretty much tries to destroy a universe. And yeah, it's kind of a twisted thing when you think about it and take a second and go, it's all because of a woman. <laughs> it's been proven apparently in every universe. Yeah. I need them. Especially for Dr. Strange. Sucks. Especially because like you get that weird tension between 838 Christine and 616 Strange where they're like, that feels almost like there's a romance going to mm-hmm. blossom. And then she's like, nah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> No, I really wanted it to happen and then they
3: shut it down. Yeah. <laughs> I just want Dr. Strange to be loved. At least our Dr. Strange. That's fair.
0: But he will be because now he's got Clea. That's the guy's good point. Now he's got Clea and she becomes <laughs> Clea Strange, which that's is the a, worst name ever. I know, right? God. I don't I don't really like, wait, my, who's Clea? She what was uh, Charlize Theron's character in the post credits. Oh, team. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. The, they become a, a thing. Yeah, she, a they get married else. like they're...
1: Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I could happily end up with Charlize Theron lookalike as well. Yes. Well, I don't. I think she would transcend universal beauty. That's fair. I don't even like blondes.
0: And it, and it doesn't even hurt that she's like a Billy badass to yeah. kick Dr. Strange's ass all over the multiverse because Clea is half magical being, like born of magic, like her people. She's, I believe it's her mother. So her mother is Dormammu's sister. And then her dad was the prince of the dark dimension. So he was supposed to rule the dark dimension. Dormammu, like, mm-hmm. creates a coup, takes over, imprisons her in the comics anyway. And then Dr. Strange gets her out as part of his bargain for Earth. And then they go around kicking everybody's ass and they end up getting married. But yeah, her mom is part magical. Like they're born of magic and they're just pure magic. And so she's half that, it's pretty bonkers. So, she's a pretty powerful character. Pretty excited to see where that goes. Um, There were some Spider-Man references, but I'm not going to lie. Were they too vague about the connection? Because like, it felt like they had this big movie that everyone looked forward to and was really good, and then they just kind of went, eh, it happened. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think there was
1: any. Or if there were, they weren't in your face enough to be like, oh, this was a direct connection of the two. I didn't, honestly... This felt like a standalone movie from what they set up in this Enter the multiverse, in my opinion. Sure.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think that's part of like where the question may come from. And Dalton, you could, this is another one of yours, was like, where were the references? Because that's what introduced us to the multiverse technically, right? Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, when they were talking to America in the diner, you had, um, they mentioned how the only time they... Interacted with the multiverse was with Spider Man, which I thought it was a good thing. Guys, like they acknowledged that it happened, but they don't know who Spider Man is. So, mm-hmm. like, kind of a connection of that Spider Man is still existent, and they know about Spider Man, but they don't know Peter Parker. So, I thought that was a good connection. And I also loved uh, when she was when he was talking to Wanda
0: how he mentioned the insect base Avengers. I thought that <laughs> yeah. was pretty good too. Yeah. He's like I got the Archer with the mohawk, and then two <laughs> insect base Avengers. Yeah, no, I
2: I enjoyed just that they kind of said it and we're done. Mm. Um, So it was a standalone movie, but they're like, oh yeah, that, that, that thing that totally happened, but it's not a part of us anymore. One and done. But to me, that was kind of a problem because I,
1: what I've come to expect with Marvel, there's a continuation and I know we'll talk about that. And there, there is, and and that's where we actually, what do we talk about this in the spoiler free as well? But there's a lot of gaps that as an, a common folk fan that, they need to connect a lot of these things. And I thought there was going to be a stronger connection between the Spider-Man movie and this movie. And there wasn't, in my opinion. And so it seemed like, well, what was all that buildup for? Where where are they tying these, these universes, these characters together? Like I've known Marvel to do in some ways. And I guess I just, I thought that's what was going to happen, but it
2: didn't. i might have a theory for that that i just thought of right now (laughs) is it because the spell at the end where dr strange made everybody forget that peter parker was spider-man so spider-man maybe took a huge back seat in everybody's minds to where it was just yeah spider-man kind of shows up and and he's gone he's your friendly neighborhood spider-man so there wasn't a whole lot of reason to really mention him anymore
0: I mean, I don't disagree with you. I think the emotional attachment is gone, right? Because yeah. that emotional piece would be what attached him as Peter Parker, not Spider-Man per se. And for me, like I I was okay with the lack of connection to it. I just think for me, it was interesting because I was like, yeah, we helped Spider-Man. But if you don't remember Peter Parker, you don't even know why you were helping Spider-Man at that point. So it was really odd. Like I had to, like, there was a lot of suspension of disbelief for me to get there even though I'm glad they mentioned it, I just thought there could have been some other, especially from Marvel. Like there could have been a joke somewhere in there. We're like, man, this is a lot worse than it felt felt like when I was helping Spider-Man, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) I, I thought there might've been an opportunity for a joke. Not that it needed it. You know, I'm with you. It was just an odd disconnect where they just had one throwaway line and that was it. And then they took it to a weird joke, like with America talking about the whole, does it come out of his butt? And I was like, what What a weird joke.
3: Well, I also think it was probably like a callback to when like all the Spider-Mans were talking about it and how Toby's is natural. So I think that was also a callback to that joke too. Oh, for sure. For sure.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. And speaking of America Chavez, since she came up, I, I got, I got one note that said, who the hell is America Chavez? And
2: I would like an answer because <laughs> I've heard mixed things. Like she's, Captain America from her universe, or she's just some chick that was special. And I don't know anything about her, but she's got a cool star when she jumps from universe to universe. That was cool. Yeah. Who
0: she's a complicated character to be honest. Ah, shit. And uh, here's the thing though, is they really <laughs> laid the groundwork almost perfectly for her. She comes from what's called the utopian parallel, which is a reality that's out of time that's hard to explain. And I don't even want to go down that line, but like what they showed where her and her parents were from, like they were kind of out of, they weren't part of a normal timeline per se, at least in the comics. And so the problem, the difference was she didn't create this accidental portal that sucked her parents into it and herself. It was that utopian parallel was actually being threatened by black holes And so her mothers sacrifice themselves to seal the black holes and their particles get spread across the whole multiverse makes more sense when you read the comics and you can actually (laughs) see the, the panels. But so then what happens is, is, she wants to prove herself as a hero and utopia is now safe. So she ran away from home and what she probably should have been doing at the utopian parallel, she, had the ability to travel across different realities and and universes, and so she then did that. Now, her first superhero character name was Miss America. She was never a mm. Captain America. She just adopted that name, was Miss America, and then she began, like, secretly acting as a superhero across different multiverses. She joined a couple of different groups. Most of them were really, really kind of small, like the Teen Brigade and Ultimate Nullifier, because she is a kid, and so there's a bunch of different groups that she joined and she becomes part of the young Avengers. So she's another introduction of all of these young Avengers characters that we'd be getting from the different shows, because we've got Scarlet Witch's kids are both grow up to become part of the young Avengers Wiccan. And I can't remember the other kid's name to be honest with you, but they both become young Avengers. Kate Bishop is a young Avenger. So you have all these young Avengers popping up, but yeah, she's, she's what's known as a, Oh, what do they call him? Now my brain just went Billy Badass. Well, she is. <laughs> she's really powerful in the comics, but she also is the only, like, there's no, just like they show in this show, this movie, there's no copies of her, there's no other versions of her in the multiverse. And she's what they call a nexus being. So she can heavily impact timelines and universes, obviously, because of her power and her ability. She can really trigger. So Nexus beings are beings that tend to trigger new timelines. They really lean into that with like the Loki show. So if you watch the whole Loki show, Loki from the 2012 variant, so the Avengers variant, when he becomes a variant, he tends to be, they call him a Nexus being as well. There's very few actual Nexus beings in the multiverse, but she's probably a Nexus prime because of who she is and how she operates and what she can do and as you see, we, she starts to be able to, she has the ability to start to unfortunately trigger by bringing people with her to other universes, the incursions, which we'll talk about when we get to the last topic. So, but yeah, that's America. And she's a, she's a fun character. They really portrayed her very well. I think my only issue with the way that they portrayed her in this movie, is she kind of became the ultimate plot MacGuffin because there was very little character development for her. Now I'm sure we'll see her again. And I'm sure that, Hopefully she'll get some more character development, but there was very little for her other than she's scared her whole arc until the very end when weird zombie strange gives her a pep talk, <laughs> <laughs> which is cool. Like I liked it, but like I said, that she's a pretty in-depth character. So it was, so does that help you a little bit more there? Alex?
2: Yes, <laughs> because I was I said in the spoiler free, it took about 15 seconds of this movie to make me realize I was not prepared for this movie. (laughs) Um, And then like the background in America Chavez, we got very, very little. It was just like a little clip showing how she started jumping from universe to universe. So that helps a
0: lot. I was just like, okay, who's, I mean, she's kind of the main
2: character and I don't got a clue who she is. Yep.
0: Yeah. She's cool. And she always has like a star spangled outfit. It's pretty funny.
3: (laughs) the stupid star tricked me. I was all like, "Is that Miss Marvel?" Because I know that's coming
0: up soon, and yeah. I'm just an idiot who was all like trying to make that connection <laughs> the whole movie. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that though, don't Because I would not be surprised because we've got the Miss Marvel TV show coming up in June that looks very interesting. Which should, which will connect at the end of it, I'm sure, to the new Marvel, the Marvels movie that's coming out that will include all of the Marvel characters People. we've seen. So you've got Miss Marvel that will be then in it. And then Captain Marvel now will be in it. And then the other, I can't remember her name now, Is from that, WandaVision. Yeah, I think it's Monica Rambeau. Monica, yeah, that's it. Monica Rambeau and her character will now show up. And those it's going to be like this team up. I would not be at all surprised if America Chavez showed up in some way, shape, or form. That'd I mean, be cool. Because that's they do connect a lot with, Miss Marvel and America are both on the young Avengers at one point or another in the comics. So that connection wouldn't surprise me may not happen, but I wouldn't be shocked if she did show up in some way, shape or form in that movie as they start to push out (laughs) Miss Captain Marvel a little. So another one that came up a lot is why is, and this is coming up a lot, a lot, not just in our group, but why is Scarlet witch so ridiculously overpowered? especially in this movie. She is OP'd. Yeah. And there, Manson, I'm glad you brought this one up because this one for me is the biggest crux of this movie that drove me crazy. Not that she's OP because in the comics, she's top five, most powerful characters in Marvel universe period, especially this version of her that they're showing. And they've implied because she literally in the comics at will changes the universe. Like she can just go, like I said, I told you guys after we talked about the spoiler free last week that at some point she gets pissed and says no more mutants. And she completely erases all mutants from reality. Like the people are still there, but they're not mutants anymore. So she gets rid of the mutant gene in the comics because she's mad at the X-Men like that's (laughs) and her dad. So like that she has, that level of power in the comics they haven't shown it to this and to me i'm fine with her having that power but you didn't earn that in what we've seen her so far you've earned that she's powerful because she almost killed at thanos we learned that she's super powerful at the end of wandavision because she takes all of Hagatha harkness's power which is like hundreds of years of witches that she takes their power and becomes the scarlet witch but the end of that show doesn't lead well enough into me to have earned the ability for her to become this villain and be able to wipe out camartage without even breaking a sweat more or less so to me that wasn't earned and she's op because that's who her character is it's actually she is that powerful in fact she's actually powered down a little compared to what she is in the comics because this whole storyline kind of tied to wandavision is like a a wonky MCU version of what the comic story called the house of M. And she's a little nuts in the comics because of what Kthon did to her and the fact that her dad's who he is. And she's just a little crazy, which is cool. But she in the comics kind of imagines her kids like they show in WandaVision, she creates them, but this isn't like a, they kind of changed it to where there's versions of them in the multiverse, the way that we see it. It does, re- is kind of real in the comics, but not the way we see it in this movie. But everyone's telling her, you do not have children. And we see that kind of with Doctor Strange. He's like, your kids aren't real. You made them up. You created them. And when that happens, she loses it and just starts like she gets pissed and starts just going off in the comics and starts wrecking people, getting rid of mutants. So I was actually okay with it. I just don't think they earned it. That was my. It was kind of a double-edged sword because she is that powerful but they didn't earn it in this universe in my opinion what did you guys think
2: i thought that karmatage fight was ridiculous it's like we're facing down the strongest being in any universe here's your longbow <laughs> <laughs> i would have quit been like That's nope i am out and it took her like all of what, two minutes to to break down their defenses and wreck everybody's shit? Like, shoot. It's fair. Yeah. I didn't think about but, the longbow thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, granted, they had those little, like, sorcerer arrows they were shooting, but I was like, bro, this is, this is the most defensible place in the world and this is all you've got? <laughs> so, but, I mean, I was also, with how powerful she was, I just kind of took it. Uh, since I didn't know about WandaVision or anything, but I knew that she had, you know, pretty much taken out Thanos completely until he decided to, you know, rain fire, I guess. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, she's just, you know, she's the bad guy, so they got to make her powerful. And I was okay with the how powerful she was because it made sense to me.
3: Yeah. I kind of agree that she probably doesn't deserve it, but I guess at the same time, it's like, she has the dark cold, so maybe she had all this power, but this this evilness is just like, no boundaries, no sensors. Just, just do it. Just do what you need to do to get what you want. I guess that's kind of how I lean towards not arguing the fact that she doesn't deserve it, but I think that could be that she has no, nothing limiting to her anymore, Yeah, I guess
1: who is the most powerful being in the Marvel universe? That's the problem that I have. I go back to one Wong. Of the biggest. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yeah. Should have died when he fell off the freaking cliff. Just because so, that know, guy's unkillable. So killable.
0: That's why he's <laughs> yeah,
1: stupid. That was stupid, by the way. Like if you're going to have someone fall off like that, they probably should just be dead. I didn't want him to die because his character is needed. But the problem that I have in Marvel is I go back to, in Infinity War and Endgame. In Infinity War, it made sense to me why Thanos was so powerful, is because he was gathering these stones, he was using them, the gauntlet, and I got it. But then when they fought Thanos in Endgame, and he didn't have those things, and he was fighting, but as I found out later because we watched Eternals, that Thanos is, he's not an Eternal, he's, what are the, I don't remember what those monsters are called, JJ. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's a combo. Like he's, he is an eternal with the deviant gene. Yeah. But that was never explained to me, but even still,
1: he still fought Thor, Captain America. And he fought Iron Man all three at once. Like they were nothing to him. But when He was fighting them in Infinity War, Thor, if he had gone for the head, potentially could have killed Thanos. But in Endgame, he was, in my opinion, very OP'd without having the stones at hand. And that's I go back to the Scarlet Witch now where sometimes with Marvel, I feel like they get in their own way of they have to have a super powerful bad guy or bad girl. But then it leaves me wondering, well, clearly someone's more powerful than them, because I was like, Thanos is it, like he's the man. But then there's someone more powerful than Thanos, which Scarlet Witch, and who's gonna be more powerful than her, than her, than him. And sometimes I feel like that that gets in the way because these like the Scarlet Witch is so powerful. Like, who was gonna beat her but herself, basically, which is in a way basically what happened and, and that's okay if we get to that type of resolution, but sometimes that detracts from me that they, they struggle with too powerful, not powerful enough. I agree. Like if she can just turn that dude's mouth into the matrix style where he doesn't have a mouth and what's just creepy, but yeah, I don't know. It's just, and things like that. I'm like, is there ever a super powerful good guy in, in the Marvel universe that we'll see like a Superman in DC where, cause same thing. He's too OP'd Where no real bad guys who can really kill him, kind of thing. Yeah. But I think that's a a superhero comic thing that is just part of the territory. Where since they keep adding more characters and more things, there's always going to be someone else.
0: Yeah, and there are. They haven't introduced them yet, but there are versions of Superman. There's one called Hyperion, and I'm with you, Matt. And I think that they haven't really shown. And she's kind of a one-off, right? Because she technically is an X-Men. She's a mutant, but they couldn't call her that. So mm-hmm. I was surprised they introduced her and in Quicksilver because of the lack of connection to the original parents. But then the, the way they did it was cool. But there's a lot of beings that they haven't shown. Like one of them, and again, they didn't have until recently the rights to Doctor Doom from The Fantastic Four. He's super powerful. And then he becomes even more powerful, probably arguably one of the most powerful in a version of him, ironically, that comes from the storyline that I think they're building from is Dark Emperor Doom. He's basically a god. And so, or sorry, not Dark Emperor, but God Emperor Doom. And he is like a huge part of the storyline. I think they're leaning to the the Secret Wars storyline. And they're going to have to introduce now that they've gone where they're going and they're headed down that road. We're going to see a lot of very OP characters. Even when you look at Thor, the new Thor that's coming out in July, you've got Zeus. you will be introduced to who knows how many other gods they're going to introduce because of the fact that they're introducing Gore the God Butcher. And he's going to be a big part of heading down that. And I think they'll find a way to connect the fact that all these gods are getting killed by him in this movie into how we end up again in the, uh, the Secret Wars storyline, which I'll talk about here later when we come up with our last topic. But I think that's why, for me, they didn't earn the payoff. Like It just was the way they didn't connect everything correctly. Like We, ju- we know about the Darkhold, and it was just kind of a throwaway. The Darkhold corrupts. And for her, the reason she was always didn't seem this OP, because she's always been a version of this OP... She just was held back by fear. She didn't want to hurt anyone, but she knew she could, especially after Age of Ultron movie where she did some shitty things and was living in her anger. We can see the level of power. So she was always holding back a little. She didn't hold back with Thanos obviously in that fight because she was super pissed at that dude. And then she got to the point where the Darkhold corrupted her enough that she didn't care. And the only thing she worried about was her kids. And even then she was trying to be nice by using demons as opposed to going after them herself. So it was, it was an interesting way that they played it. I just feel like her corruption could have been shown a little better. Like, I think we just jump right into it and she has a conversation with strange. And then we see that she's living in a new version of the hex that's literally destroyed this beautiful landscape that she was living in at the end of WandaVision. I just feel like, while i agree that she's op and and again we now realize that she had to destroy herself which i don't know that she actually did yet but <laughs> because nobody else was going to be able to until you get into like certain level beings that just don't make sense for us to see at this point like we saw the living tribunal as they're hopping universes there was like one quick spot of these weird statue looking faces and that's the living tribunal which other than in the comics, there's there's a guy called One Above All who's like supposedly who created the entire universe and all of it in Marvel. And then next to him, the Living Tribunal, which is the ones that keep everything running basically in the comics. So interesting that we saw at least a version of them quickly.
1: So beings like that, JJ, they just let people like Thanos and Scarlet Witch just do what they want because there has to be equal opposites, good and bad. But it seems like there's a lot of bad and not yeah. so
0: much good. So kind of like the celestials and things like that. They The celestials don't care because they're there for their own reason to create life and just basically be versions of gods, even though they're not. But like the, the one above all, he just kind of doesn't care. Like when you get into that level, they're like, OK, so everybody destroys themselves. I'll just start over. But what they don't show also in the Infinity Saga is when Thanos has the gauntlet in the comics. He literally becomes the most powerful being in the Marvel universe as a whole, not just on this universe. It's He is the most powerful because in the comics, the living tribunal does get involved. The one above all gets involved to fight Thanos because when he wears the gauntlet, he's that powerful. And it takes another person, they get the gauntlet off of him and Adam Warlock, and then Gamora both put it on and they, by having the gauntlet, they're able to defeat Thanos at that point. It wasn't the way it worked out in the comics where, or in the movies where there was no involvement. Like they actually do get involved in the infinity war because he's just too powerful to even come close. And he kills like four or five heroes during the infinity saga in the comics, in the infinity war comic storyline. So it's very well, different yeah, and, than what we see in the movies. And <laughs>
1: this version where he's fighting like Captain America, who in all honest reality would be dead in one punch from the sea, like or, or black widow. And I always laughed at them. Like she would die immediately fighting any of these people. And that was always the fun about or even Iron Man. And yeah. it's just a dude in a suit, which is cool if you're fighting other humans on earth, but Thanos would have just he snapped his finger. The dude's gone. What yeah. I mean, and that's always the thing I would they did a good job of telling an interesting story that was compelling. But in reality, if he's that powerful, like they would have been insignificant to what they're trying to do.
0: Yeah. And the comic story is very different getting up to the point where he snaps. It's like, you guys are whatever, go away. Like, and then he just snaps and everything's like gone and everybody's (laughs) like, what the fuck? And so then it turns into how do we fix this? And that's when all of these uber powerful beings start getting involved because he gets like really drunk on the power. When he does it, he does it to death, lady death. He has this huge thing for her obsessively. So, and she's, she uses him. And so he snaps away half the universe in order to give her more souls as lady death. And here's half the universe, my lady, take me, I love you, you know? And then she still turns him away and like, he kind of goes a little nuts and, and that's when everybody gets involved. So it was a very different story in the comics, but yeah, there's definitely some OP <laughs> beings that we might see, including who they're leading towards with Kang. Uh, Kang is, he's a different OP. He's not like super powered OP. He's just hella smart and has the ability to time travel very easily. So it should be interesting how they play that one out. Speaking of you brought up the fight against the Illuminati. How'd that work for you guys? Like the cameos.
1: I mean, the only cameo that did land well for me, um, professor Xavier, because he wasn't, I mean, he, he was who he's been in the universe. And I, I quite appreciated what he brought to the screen. Um, I thought he knew his clearly knew who his character was, knew what it brought to the table. And I liked that. And I'm excited to see where that goes. But the rest of them, I got to be honest, like John Krasinski, I want it to work and it it probably will. It just didn't land for me. And the other individuals, I don't know, like it was just kind of sad that they got defeated so quickly and it just felt kind of like a throw in and there wasn't a lot of emotional grounding for me behind the scenes. And maybe fans of Marvel that went more goo goo gaga, that's great. But for me, it just kind of felt like something that was placed in that didn't have a lot of weight.
3: I liked it. I was like, I went to the movies on the Monday night. So like the big Marvel fans probably went on the weekend mm-hmm. and I had like more of the older crowd. So there wasn't a lot of reactions to a lot of things, but when Reed Richards popped up on the screen, like everyone was like, ah, oh. so I think it was just more, it probably would have been better if he actually was badass and was able to do stuff rather than get turned into a bowl of spaghettis. But <laughs> I, <love laughs> I, mean, I think just, just seeing the fantastic four symbol and, Getting that storyline started up, I think it's going
0: to be cool once it's in our universe, I think, when it's set up. Fair enough. Yeah, I will say seeing his suit, like the actual Fantastic Four suit that didn't look computer animated like it did in the (laughs) terrible movies that they made, I was pretty stoked. Like, I was like, oh, shit, that actually looks like. A fantastic <laughs> four suit, so I like that. What about you, Alec? I know your your level of Marvel is very low, which is cool. It's because- a lot lower than I thought it was. Oh, sure. So I'm, I'm interested Way to below. see what you thought about that. Uh, whole this thing. is where,
2: yeah, this is where the movie got scary for me. And we had all those uh, those jump scares that I'm a huge baby with. I was a little bit let down with the overall Illuminati because they hyped it up in the trailer. It's like you're going to meet the Illuminati type of a thing. And then you meet them, and I'm like, oh, it's just essentially the Avengers from a different universe. Um, that's actually good, Alec. I like the word let down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Agree. So I, I was a little bit let down with that aspect, but it was cool to see like Professor X, Mr. Fantastic, and then Captain United Kingdom. What's captain her? Carter. Captain Carter. Uh, captain Carter. That's the one. I knew it was starting with the captain. Basically Captain America with like a jetpack.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. just her that she gets the super serum instead of, yeah, if you watched What If, you saw another version yeah, of her. So. I knew that one. Yeah. I was like, oh,
2: I know you. But so the whole fight thing, I was like, that's where it kind of got scary for me. Because they're like, oh, yeah, we got Scarlet Witch. We know how to handle her. Mm-hmm. And their immediate plan A was out the window. Plan B didn't go very well. either. They had to go all the way down to plan X. And then we get that creepy,
0: you know, she pops up behind him and just snaps his neck. <clears throat> Oh, no, she didn't snap his neck. If you watch that scene in slow mo, she literally rips his head in half. Like, you can't oh. see it because it goes so fast in the movie. And it, it, seriously, if you watch it in slow mo, there's blood. There's like, I was like, shit, that would have made this movie rated R if somebody would have mm-hmm. been able to slow that down and see it because fans have now taken that scene, Google it, it's on YouTube. And they slow oh mo it. She grabs one side of his head and his chin and pulls his head in half, and you see it in slow mo. I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like, slow mo that would have been an yeah. hour.
1: I gotta look that up now. You have awesome. to.
0: You should. If you haven't seen it, look it up because it's not a snap neck snap. It's a rip his head in half snap. I was like, "Oh shit!" I wish it yeah, had so been in the movie.
2: That yeah, was That's cool. Awesome. Yeah, it was cool, but also scared me. And then we get the aftermath. We get that (laughs) little hobble that she does because she's like the super powerful being, but she didn't put shoes on when she left the house. So she's like hobbling like they do in a horror movie down the hallway to get them. And I was
1: like, dude. So one thing that this is what I thought of with beings that are this powerful and such, does her body just heal? like a normal human i'm guessing she can probably use some sort of magic to heal herself from the dark cold but a lot of times we see superheroes like this that they get hurt and then we don't see what happens after the fact maybe like a like a thor or obviously like iron man character if, if tony stark gets hurt it's just he's going to have to get surgery whatever it is but like some of these other beings i think like it's always implied that they just are better but in reality they never show that. And that's sometimes where I'm like, well, if she's hurt, why didn't she just make shoes because she's a witch or whatever, you know? I know they wanted to go for more than five which she was hunched over, but she could have done something and then she wouldn't have had to have felt any pain. And so, so I think about that sometimes.
0: Sure. And a lot of it too in the comics is because the mutant gene, especially in these war where they have the mutant, it's an unspoken rule that it kind of gives you like a healing factor as well, regardless of your other powers. Not like a... Wolverine healing factor or something like that. But is you, that for real? I thought it was yeah. kind of like a Wolverine thing. Well, so his is on a different level, obviously. Whoa. Right. But all of them have a certain, and I don't want to say a healing factor, but more of like a toughness factor. Maybe Whoa. they can take a beating and keep on ticking. But then like you say, there's a, a certain level of where they're just human in an armor suit, right? Where that armor gets wrecked. That's why he's constantly building stronger armor because he doesn't, Tony Stark doesn't have that shit. Well, well, until he get, becomes like superior Iron Man, which I'm kind of disappointed we didn't get to see as part of the Illuminati because his suit is embedded with three of the the gems, the Infinity Stones. And so he's... Whoa. And that's that well, version... That well, take him to... The, yeah, that's a whole different story. Then. Yeah, that version was hinted at in the 838 University with the Illuminati because as part of the Illuminati, superior Iron Man is part of that group, at least in the 616 universe. And so when they showed that, like those bots, the, you know, the bots, the Ultron bots that they showed, those are designed to look like the superior Iron Man version. And there was an empty seat on the dais, which they kind of hinted would have been Tony Stark in their universe. Probably it's obvious that he's there somewhere. And they originally had Tom Cruise lined up to do a cameo as superior Iron Man, but they nixed it because of, he was filming for, Mission Impossible, so they couldn't make the mm. make it work out. But he was originally who they wanted to cast as the original Iron Man instead of Robert Downey Jr., so that's why they were going to go for him. But, mm. but yeah, Superior Iron Man's pretty cool. He's kind of an asshole, but Tony Stark <laughs> usually is in the comics. Yeah, I, for me, the nerd in me loved it because I was like, ooh, look at all these cool characters. But I'm with you. Like, I feel like it was just a fan service because of how fast it all went to hell. Like... Black Bolt bringing him in from that shitty fucking Inhumans TV show on ABC. Look, nothing against Anson Mount, the actor that plays him, because he was probably the best part of the show. That show sucked bad. So to bring him in, I was like, oh, I don't love that, though I love Black Bolt, the character. Like, it just felt like, okay, we have a chance to bring in all these different versions and characters, and then we just wipe them out like they're nothing. And I was like, I just felt like a waste. And I'm with you. Like I loved Patrick Stewart because I feel like that man was born to play professor X. And I love that he was the one that probably because of his ability to read minds all the time was like, no, this Dr. Strange is different. Let's give him a chance. Let's tell him the truth. He'll do the right thing. So going against the fear of the others was interesting, but again, it just felt forced almost And I guess there was a cut where they helped fight her a little bit more than what, you know, just getting slaughtered in that throne room kind of thing. So I don't, I think there was choices for the length of the movie, which I also appreciate that it was only two hours instead of two and a half, like a lot of Marvel Mm -hmm. movies of these days. So I complain about that and yet I'm okay with it too. But I I feel like it was much like the musical fight later. It was, let's do something different and weird and let everybody kind of see it and that was totally a sam Raimi thing yeah we talked about the musical
1: fight are we we jumping into that just tragedy of i mean what in the world was that did i know we want to try and keep things fresh but that was just stupid i remember i was like what are we doing right now like come on like i know there are sorcerers and they and jj it was stupid like why why are i it felt so cheesy it yeah. took me out of the movie. That's where I, I just didn't appreciate it. it. It separated me from what I, the story they were trying to tell and fo- had me focus on notes in the form of combat. I'm, I'm curious if like an F sharp is more powerful than like <laughs> than like a G or, you know, I, I don't know, like notes from this Beethoven beat Mozart, I, who knows? Like we, I, that form of combat has been unexplored in the Marvel universe, but. It was stupid. I think that Sam made me swing for the fence and it fell flat on his face. And please never do that again.
0: Uh, Are I mean, you disagreeing with me? Did that no. not attract? correct? Because yeah. I thought it was stupid. No, I'm not going to disagree with you. I do want to ask Dalton though, because he brought up the music too in his <laughs> comment, in his uh, topic. So what was your thought on that? My girlfriend and I were like laughing the whole time it was happening. It was like, what is
3: going on? <laughs> like, just this is music battle.
2: Yeah. I thought it looked really cool Sure, with the notes going back and forth. I was was like, that's pretty dope. But I kept expecting to see like snapping and we're in the West side story now. (laughs) (laughs) It may have have looked cool, but when Sam Raimi was like, guys, we should do
1: this. Does anyone have the balls to say, hey, like, I know you brought horror to Marvel. Like, we're cool with that, but... We're not, no, we not like, cool that. like seven year old. Like I'm at my piano teacher's house and we're fighting like, no, like we're, we're not doing maybe. I want to know if he was in the production movie and he cut out some little notes. He's like, in hey, Dr. Strange, we'll just throw them. And he's going <laughs> to hit the other guy like <laughs> stupid.
0: Look, they had one of the greatest movie composers next to John Williams, Danny Elfman composed the music. So I get, Wanting to utilize that, but at the same time, like to me, it was hokey. My, I had the same problem that Dalton did. I started laughing in the middle, of, and I'm like, "This is like a version of a climax of this movie," and I'm giggling. Like I shouldn't be giggling about. Yeah, you want to be laughing while you're
1: climaxing, like yeah. having sex? No. Like, no. You don't want to be doing. Anything. You want to be engrossed. You want to be feeling good, just like this movie. You only pulled out of that. Come on!
0: Thank you so much for my intro, Matt. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, it no. just didn't work. Especially like when you have earlier on, like Doctor Strange is throwing like magical like eels at Wanda, and now we're just throwing music, and then like to use this one string on a harp like to blow yeah. up and he sends him launching and his death was badass like he fell onto these freaking spiked oh, that, fence that was I was cool. like oh shit that was gruesome a harp yeah. is
1: not going to be the reason you fall That and that's one of the softest instruments known to humanity yeah. like come on yeah. Should have had some bagpipes. <laughs> yeah. That like would have done just it. this like, freaking brave heart
0: on that ass. Musical note nuclear explosion between the two of them, that's and he goes flying out the window. It was the weirdest thing. Has to be one of the dumbest
1: fight scenes I've seen in the movie.
0: Yeah, I didn't appreciate it. And as Can much as I appreciate music. We're
1: watching like Rocky Four, and it's like every time they punch, it's like a note. And you're just like, what? It's, that's effectively what we saw. You know what have happened with that franchise in the toilet
0: yeah <laughs> yeah and i don't it was a sam raimi thing like even <sighs> even danny elfman was like i had nothing to do with it i just wrote the music can you for it.
1: imagine can you imagine if we had sam raimi we had michael bay and we had Zack Snyder triple producing. So we get this, lay the scene. We've got Sam Raimi coming in. Like, we're going to fight with musical notes. And then we've got Michael Bay. He's like, we're going to come in with insane camera angles where this drone is going to go up the wall, do a 360 and come back down right as the fist is connecting with the note. And then Zack Snyder's like, but wait. We're not going to do it in normal 16 by nine aspect ratio. We're going to put it in a small micro box and the people are going to love it. No one will ever watch that movie. If they ever all work together, that will be the most overproduced shitty movie of all time.
0: We're going to do it in one by two ratio in black and white.
1: Now that I just brought that together, that movie would be such a train wreck of confusing cinematography choices and, and egos that I'd probably watch it, but visually stunning, but, but visually, but really with JJ, would it be because they might, instead of it being a little box, Zack Snyder might be like, we're just going to go for half the screen. This
0: time." <laughs> Hey, it would let me rephrase. It would be visually stunning if you saw it in IMAX. So that one by two yeah. ratio actually looked right. There you go. There you go. Oh, God. Man, uh, I want to see a Michael Bay Marvel movie now. Just... No. <laughs> that, just so you know, I, I will stop watching Marvel movies if they ever involve Michael Bay. The worst. No, because... We're going to get
1: scenes where someone will be flying and then we'll be like, we'll just get airsick. Basically, he'll he'll put some like cape cam on them.
0: That and like one character will just fly through cars, making them fly in the air for no fucking reason whatsoever. (laughs) Because if you don't have a big chase scene on a freeway with cars flying everywhere, it's not Michael Bay. No, it's the LA River. And I oh. imagine just like an epic fight, though, and like
3: explosions happening, just boom, boom, boom. Yeah, we, we the whole scene, explosions where we the nothing's there.
1: Like, they LA. just explode. True.
0: It's, yeah, I'm out. I'm out. It's like,
1: that's
3: Michael
0: actually
1: a Bay. good point. Marvel doesn't like L.A. They just don't believe in that being a big city. No, they're an East Coast kind of of clan.
0: I'm just waiting for like the, the Avengers to coast. fight in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> or Chicago. Ooh. I'd, I'd love, love to see, see him fight in Chicago. That'd be dope. All right. So where's Marvel going with all of this? I'm assuming you yeah, guys want know. me to answer that question. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I have no, I mean, can Dalton answer it? Cause I know he likes Marvel, but I'm sure he's just as confused.
3: I'm curious. Can you answer that? Uh, I mean, No, I mean, uh, I mean, I could tell that they're going to do stuff more with America Chavez with her training with Dr. Strange and Wong and,
1: Mm-hmm. Other than that, no, I have no idea. JJ, not all yeah. of us stay up at night reading ourselves bedtime stories of God the Butcher, the Gore, the the God Butcher, and such.
0: <laughs> he was kind of a badass in the comics. I hope they do him justice in the movie. I just hate. It like the worst bedtime story. He does have a terrible name, though. They're going so there's they're leaking towards. My guess this is how this will go, is that they'll have we'll have two more. We'll to- mark, mark our words here, podcast audience. We will come back to this to
1: see how correct <sighs> how I am. JJ is. If he if he is very correct, then I will, I don't know, I'll buy him ice cream or I'll buy him a drink or something. Sold. If not, Either then way. we'll have to talk about yeah,
0: it. Yeah, we'll make fun of me a little bit. Hey, but just remember how close I was with Westworld. So it was season three. I just want to say I was pretty close. <sighs> Westworld. Um, shout out to season four coming very soon. So anyway. What I see happening is there's a lot of individual movies to be made. We know there's, especially this year and then, but if they do, I think the next crossover will be a version of the comic storyline time runs out where the multiverse is collapsing in on itself and the heroes of 616 and others don't know why there were a handful of major universes that were involved. 616 being the main Marvel universe in the comics now also in the MCU. So 616 was aware of it. Their Illuminati were fighting a lot of their heroes. Captain America was fighting against the Illuminati. It was kind of a shit show between a lot of them. It was a nine issue storyline. There was a collapse of the multiverse and they were trying to figure out why and they couldn't figure it out. So obviously won't be the same, but I think you'll see a version of that where they're trying to figure it out before everyone's universe dies. The big universes in this were 616 and then 1610, I believe there was another major universe that was involved. Was it 838? No, 838 is new for this movie. That one's never been. (laughs) There are plenty of universes they've used in the comics, but 838 was not one of them. It was created for this movie. So at the end of the time runs out, 1610, 616, and one other universe, one or two other universes, the only ones that are really left intact because of these incursions that are happening and all these universes are getting destroyed. So they kind of are working to how do we fix this problem? And that leads into the secret wars storyline. So I think your next crossover will be a version of time runs out. And then secret wars will be the end game side of it. And basically at that point, you have a handful of alternate universes left. Six, one, six, 1610. There's pieces of, Others, like there's an Age of Apocalypse storyline that had its own universe. There's a House of M storyline from Scarlet Witch that had its own universe or pieces. And so pieces of these and they combine them into one universe ish. And which I hope they don't do a version of battle universe, because that's basically what happens is it's like battle world is formed. And so like there's different versions of so you have a whole bunch of variants of Thor that become like a security detail for the universe. And then you have a bunch of hulks that are like gladiators and they fight and things like that. And then there's like, so yeah, there's battle world. There were three mini, mini series that within the secret wars and those battle world war zones. And then last days. And it's really kind of weird. Cause like I said, all these characters are fighting different versions of themselves. There's different versions of these like groups that are popping up left and right. So I think you'll see a more movie centric makes a little more sense makes perfect sense in the comics when you read it but that's because by the time you get to these level of comic stories you're way beyond your your level of disbelief is out the window like you just know that weird shit happens in the comics the movies you don't get that much leeway with audiences especially if you're not a deep marvel geek like me so i hope you don't see a version of battle world i think you just will see some form of storyline of Time runs out and then that'll be the next big crossover. And then you'll have, like I said, an end game style. And maybe it's two movies of secret wars where they're just fighting and they maybe bring all these continuities into one in some way, shape or form. But yeah, I think that's what you'll see. So you'll probably see a lot more Illuminati. Young Avengers is a great group to come in. If I had to guess, and this is a wild prediction, but I think they'll probably kill off Ant-Man in the next Ant-Man movie. Spoiler alert, maybe. So the next Ant-Man movie at the beginning of February next year, as they don't move it, is called Quantumania, and they've already announced that they'll be introducing the Kang the Conqueror variant of the Kangs, okay? So that they've already introduced a version of Kang in the Loki TV show. So we'll see the actual Kang the Conqueror in Quantumania. It would not surprise me if they killed Scott Lang as part of a trigger toward that story because they're already setting up, they've hired a new actress to play his daughter who then becomes a version of Ant-Man in the comics. So that's my guess. They may not depends on how ballsy they feel, but yeah, there you go. That's where my opinion they're headed is, is time runs out leading into a secret wars. So right. and not the, the not the 1984, not the 1984 <laughs> cartoon version of secret wars. That was a weird, weird deal the actual 2015 comic line. What'd you say, Dalton? Gotta check the Vegas odds on your prediction.
3: Yeah. A, probably a plus 270 or something.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't <sighs> bet on me, <laughs> <you>, but no. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Are there Vegas
1: odds and stuff like that? Maybe we bet on all <laughs> kinds of stuff. I'm like, I'm I bet I'm there are. surprised that
0: there, is, make it there isn't. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> well, we've talked a lot about this movie. Let's go ahead and rank this thing. Um, I'll go first just to get it out of the way. Look, I, I enjoyed it, but I enjoy most Marvel things. There's very few Marvel movies, if any, that I haven't just loved other than ones that were way before we got into the actual MCU continuity. But this one wasn't anything special, though. Like it was definitely a setup movie. It was definitely the one thing that we didn't talk about. And this probably should be the only topic that I bring up for me is that I did after getting out of the movie and thinking about the movie. I like the character development they had for our Doctor Strange where it was, I need to do everything myself. I need to fix it myself, even to the point of, I need to be around. So I'm going to sacrifice Tony Stark to win this battle versus maybe doing it himself, because there's probably a version where he could have done that part himself. Who knows? But down to that level where now he realizes I don't have to do everything. He empowers America Chavez to actually take on, and she wins this fight against Red Scarlet Witch. So, I think there's a lot of cool things that they did with his character, but it was so behind all of this outlandish, crazy shit and useless cameos and (laughs) just odd choices for a movie that it kind of took a backseat that development with that said it was entertaining. It was a typical middle of the road, Marvel movie. So I'm going to give it a three. I just wasn't thoroughly impressed and there was enough things that were weird and outlandish that I didn't enjoy that I can't, I don't feel comfortable giving it any higher, but it was good enough. And it was entertaining enough to be a Marvel movie that I would watch probably again, if it came on or when I feel like doing a Marvel binge, I might choose to watch it because I do love Elizabeth Olsen as the Scarlet Witch. I enjoyed America Chavez in this movie. I like versions of the cameos. I just feel like there was a lot of things that were wasted. So three for me, I would watch it again, but I won't like go out of my way to choose there's other Marvel movies I'd watch first so uh Alec why don't you go for us buddy okay
2: I think with this movie is and I kind of you know blame myself for this but I going into this movie I thought I knew a little bit about Marvel from the last you know 10 years where they introduce you to characters you know you have Iron Man Captain America even the Black Widow movie that came out last year so you have all these characters that you're kind of like, oh, yeah, I know it's going to happen. This, 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 this. And there's a little bit more knowledge there. And then I went to this movie and it felt like I got a long con. I was like, shoot, I know nothing. I know absolutely zero about Marvel. I just thought I knew. And so kind of came to the conclusion that really, I'm just, I guess I'm not a Marvel person, except for the very, very lowest level of Marvel Studios. I'll go see the movie, right? But that aside, I, had, I enjoyed the movie, even though I was playing catch up for most of it. And there were some scary parts where I almost cried, like <laughs> like when they were going through the tunnel and they, you know, Doctor Strange blocks it off and then they just sit there. What the fuck is wrong with you? Run! <laughs> she's she's going to get through that door. She went through karmatage like it was nothing, bro. Um, so, I mean, there, there was things like that where I was like, ah, blah, blah, but I still enjoyed it. I mean, it was a Marvel movie. I'm going to go see, you know, the next Marvel movie that comes out and the one after that and the one after that, even though I don't know anything. So I'm going to give it a I'm going to go a little bit higher than JJ and give it a three and a half just because I think it was still the quality of the movie was up there with that Marvel kind of standard that they've established over the last decade. So I'm going to give it three and a half. I will watch it again. It'll probably make a lot more sense after I watch WandaVision. So I'm going to go watch that first and then I will watch Doctor Strange again. But yeah, I definitely go see it again.
0: I think that's a good call. If you haven't watched WandaVision, you should watch it, finish it, and then watch <laughs> that. So it happens when you don't do your homework. Uh, that's, but that's part of my problem with this movie, too, that we didn't talk about is I don't think you should have to do fucking homework to watch a movie. <laughs> but that's just me. Uh, Dalton, why don't you rate it for us, buddy? Uh, so for me I'm very
3: easily pleased so there's not a lot of movies that like disappoint me I, I know you guys talked about it with Moon, that Moon Knight finale it seemed rushed to me like there's like some things that the story kind of just rushed and I watched a breakdown video and it was like there was like some things like minor details that like kind of led to the ending but I mean as a common folk fan you know you don't, I didn't really catch on to that wanted to use that term for you <laughs> like how many goldfish
2: there were at the end? <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah, no, I just, I just think there's some things that were rushed. The character development, especially for America, was kind of rushed. But I think still a Marvel movie had very high expectations. Which sometimes you just kind of blame social media on that one for like saying that there's going to be more cameos than there actually are. But yeah, I was, I would still say like a 3.5, 3.8, like Alec. Cool. So that's what I got.
0: Love it. Another three and a half. <laughs> Let's see what uh, the real ginge does to this score right now. <laughs> yeah what am I gonna do? you know the music battle did it ruin it for him
1: yeah <laughs> I've been I've been hovering between like a two and a half and a three I'm gonna go two and a half uh, I think it's just a middle of the road movie if you're to strip Marvel from it and just look at it as a movie I think the, the director had their, their fingerprints over this movie which I think was well Samorymy did a good enough job balancing what he brings to the equation along with trying to make it a Marvel movie so he should be commended for that but as we've talked about there are some elements that he tried to interject, AKA the music note scene that maybe should have been omitted along with the, the actual music. I think the, the acting across the board was, was pretty spot on, but maybe this is partly my fault that I didn't finish out in WandaVision, but I think JJ said it best though, this is going to be a blockbuster movie that you're going to have people come see. You can't assume what people are going to do to prepare for this movie. So you need the movie to make sense in the context of what you are showing viewers. And they did a bad job here. They made assumptions that even for people like JJ who have seen it all still left and be like, whoa, like there were some jumps here that you took some liberties. And then so the common folk fan, they're just going to be more confused. And uh, you take like Taylor, for instance, uh, she thought uh, the Scarlet Witch was just like a bitch for a lack of a better term and didn't really understand why i felt that way where i didn't find her to be a very compelling villain in a lot of ways and then these cameos that got thrown in and then i thought there was going to be more of a connection to the multiverse which there is but in the way that they had the spider-man come out of a few months prior and i thought there was gonna be more of a logical step there this felt like a standalone movie and for me I don't think I need needed to necessarily see this to know what's gonna whatever movie's gonna happen next, and because of that, I feel like this movie suffered. Where it's in the universe, but it's not a core pillar. It's a movie that I'm gonna forget. To be completely honest, like it's not very memorable for me, and I think because of that, it deserves an average rating.
0: It's fair. I was bouncing between a two and a half and a three, just because I feel like they. Like you said, they didn't do enough. And I've said a couple times. They just didn't earn what they did with her. And I think for me, that's the crux of it. Like, cause even at the end of WandaVision, if you guys go back and watch it, like, yes, I can see where they got there, but there's still a lot between what happened at the end of it and where they are, where she is at that point. And I realize she's a desperate woman that in her mind has nothing. Like she doesn't have her kids anymore, which she had for however long she was in the construct that she built. And then, she doesn't have vision, at least not that version, but they just didn't do enough to tie me, tie the two together for me. So anyway, there it is. So not as good a ratings as I anticipated, but eh, there could, we've had much worse. So there <laughs> it is next week. Join us. We're getting back to our uh, arbitration series. We're doing the fire starter movies, the old one, and then the new one and we're going to compare them and see how they match up. So tune in for that one next week. Um, we appreciate you tuning in on this one, Mattson. Tell them where they can find us.
1: Yeah, hey, uh, find us wherever good podcasts can be found, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, listen in. you can find us on social media. At what's our verdict as well as our website at what's our verdict.com to see what's upcoming. come chime in. Uh, and then as well as with our our guest host here, Dalton, go find them on TikTok. Dalton tell them again where they can find you.
3: Yeah, so my uh, TikTok is at Dalton W. Beaver. So pretty much if you're watching on YouTube, it's my name with the W in between. And this week I am I'm planning to do my call out again. So for people who don't know I'm doing my I work at a fun park and I do wristband call outs and that's what my TikToks are and I have a Moon night themed one that I'm going nice. to try to film this week and post Ooh. it's very hard because I switch between Mark and Steven it's the hardest thing ever oh, mom, especially because i this.
1: well shoot I, I hope you, you throw us a, a good plug in there but I'm excited for that that is awesome yeah, that's going to that be we'll, we'll see how good your acting yeah, pick that one in. <laughs> it's
3: bad I I've already did like one take and it was so bad but it was also because our park there's like two people in there so like (laughs) i just heard my echo in the back and it's like so crazy i'm like uh so i need more people to kind of drown out the emptiness sound yeah
0: man that i can't wait for that one you gotta throw in you you speak spanish at all because you gotta throw in some spanish for jake Uh, there at the end (laughs) Yeah, there's a there's a little thing at the end. I don't want to spoil it too much, but I bring, I bring Jake at the very end. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Everybody go check that out over there for for Dalton. Give him some support. Tell him we sent him over. I watch all of his videos now, so I'm stoked for that one. Don't be mad if I don't post it. I'm going to try, but don't be mad if I don't. Oh, I'll, I'll just wait anxiously and send you hate DMs till you do don't <laughs> <I'll> be mad <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep you all on your toes I'll be big mad I've already started sending hate messages to Alec on our own freaking <laughs> I feel like I get abused on our own TikTok and I'm okay with it but I'm gonna let him know <laughs> all right so yeah as always we know it's been a long one thanks for hanging out with us and sticking with it we appreciate you tuning in we'll catch you on the next one
1: what
0: it's magic gal.